0: It's been a while.
1: I know. It's been a really long time.
0: Um, What? I think before Thanksgiving mm-hmm. or like right after Thanksgiving. Either Definitely way, it's, before it's, Christmas. Yeah. It's been months. Okay. So it's just me and Jules. Yeah. Um, Not that like Krista and Logan aren't still a part of things, but sometimes it's just easier because Jules and I already live together and everything's already here and it just
1: safer right yeah, now yeah exactly so
0: yeah um today we're gonna talk about um i think god i really need to listen to our podcast because <laughs> i don't even remember the last episode but i think we were still doing um hauntings yes ghosts slash yeah. that fun stuff so we're gonna keep with that mm-hmm. i think that this is this was going to be the last like, I think Krista and Logan already went, right? And then this was... Um,
1: I actually... See, I don't know. I feel like this was, like, the beginning of our new topics. Like, I think Krista and Logan were supposed to go after us on their topic remember. that we're doing today.
0: I can't remember. It's really rocky. It's, <laughs> it's really hard to remember because we had a lot of... So, basically, what happened was um, someone in within the group had a COVID scare at their job. And we took time apart cause it was the holidays. So obviously we didn't want to drag anything over to like our families mm-hmm. and stuff. So we took some time apart from one another. And, um, I really want to say we tried like two or three times. To- it really sucked cause we recorded a fantastic episode and it was you and Logan. And mm-hmm. the topic was really good. Both topics were really good. And, um, we tried to do that over discord and, come to find out when we were done we went to edit and there was nothing to edit because it didn't record yeah which was very frustrating and then so we kind of were like well let's just kind of scrap that episode and go you know with it go a different way and we tried again over discord to try and record and the same thing happened it recorded like the first 10 minutes and then i think it was it just like took a shit on us so it's I have trouble remembering what recorded, what didn't record, where we left off because I ha- we have those other episodes that almost were yeah. but weren't, and so they kind of confuse me and trip me up. Yeah, I maybe you're it's right. It's been a long time. It's though, been a minute. So I
1: don't, I don't know.
0: Um, but we're gonna either way. We're gonna do. We're gonna finally deliver some research that we did months ago I think my computer said December 2nd was when I made this file so it was a hot minute ago yeah um we're gonna go ahead and just continue with that because why not mm-hmm. we already did the research they're both really good topics and um we're worth talking about so what I said we're excited yeah we're excited about it so I think you said you wanted to go first right yeah
1: I'll go first okay um so I know you know what mine is because we've watched Ghost Adventures. To be honest, yeah.
0: it's been so long. I don't think I even remember what it was. Well, you'll
1: know when I tell you.
0: Like I'll be like, oh, it's all coming yeah, back.
1: yeah. Um, so it's Penhurst Asylum. Yes, I do remember. Yeah. Um, which was originally named the Eastern Pennsylvania Institution for the Feeble Minded and Epilep- Epileptic. Yeah,
0: but then they were like, that's a fucking mouthful. So. Yeah, I don't. <laughs>
1: I cannot say that's epileptic a lot. like. Yeah. I mean, I just did that, but normally I can't that. Like, why would they think that
0: was okay like, it's like a fallout boy song. You know how their titles are like a fucking paragraph long of all their songs. (laughs) That's what it reminds me of. Oh
1: my God. Yeah. Um, so it is located in spring city, Pennsylvania. And, um, the building was being construct started. Can they started construction on the building in 1903 And it was opened in the fall of 1908. Um, It originally spanned over 1,400 acres and was divided into a custodial slash asylum area. It had an education and industrial area. It included areas for mattress making, shoe repairs, farming, laundering, um, baking, painting, and working in a store. So basically, it's like a little town.
0: Right. That's what I was going to say. It seems like they have their own little... Like, yes. they don't, their own little bubble.
1: Basically, yeah. yeah. Um, The buildings were connected by a steam pipe system and parallel fireproof tunnels that had paths to transport residents from buildings to buildings. I feel like
0: all of these asylums have underground tunnels. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, every single one of them has some kind of underground tunnel system. And just, they were all about t- tunnels back in the day. They Because, like, hospitals used to have them to, like, transport, like, the dead bodies of, like, mm-hmm. the tuberculosis patients and stuff. And they were all balsam tunnels back then.
1: They were. And I think it's also because, like, you want – they wanted to create this idea that these buildings were, like, perfect. Like, they were, like, picture perfect. Like, you go here and you get rehabilitated and it's supposed to be this, like, ideal place to put yeah. your loved ones. But in reality, a lot of negative stuff happens behind those and, doors. Like, and they it's wanted bad.
0: To, they wanted to keep that underground. They Correct. wanted to keep it, like, I guess – from seeing the light of day.
1: Yeah. Um, so according to heavy.com, at the peak of its operation, the facility had enough room for 3,350 residents, okay. which is a lot. That's a lot. For yeah. an asylum. Yeah. Um, it started as a state funded and operated facility that houses individuals that were deemed feeble minded and were unable to function in a normal society. That's.
0: That's where the title came from. Yes. Where the long ass name.
1: Exactly. This included anyone that had a physical or mental disability, including the mute, deaf, and blind, which, which I think is, like, weird.
0: But back then, it was, like, anything. Anything made you were mentally ill back then. Like, yes. it was, like, the smallest thing. They were, like, she's mentally ill. But like, being
1: blind doesn't make you mentally no. ill. Well, and so um, it also included people who had offensive habits or an imperfect speech. So I would go there because I cuss a lot.
0: Yeah, or, like, people that... So, I guess, um, I don't know, like, people that, when you say bad habits, like. People, Smoking, like, drinking, yeah. anything
1: that's considered imperfect for this time. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you're not the, like, perfect weight picket fence household, if you have anything yeah. wrong with you, if you're too argumentative or you drink or you smoke, anything, you're getting thrown in this asylum. Basically,
0: if you have fun. Right. They were like, no fun. I not imagine
1: not being allowed to cuss. Or being told that I was, like, I needed to go to an asylum because I was cussing.
0: Yeah. That, God, we'd all be there.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, how how could you not cuss? Um, oh, I lost my place. <laughs> um, okay, so, when admitted, patients were classified in various different ways. You were classified physically as either being an imbecile or insane, mentally as being healthy or epileptic, and they also classified you by your teeth. So you were either classified as having good teeth, poor teeth, or treated teeth.
0: Mine would be treated.
1: <laughs> Mine would be too.
0: I've got a mouthful of fillings because I love kidding. sugar.
1: Um, as time went on, it says that there was pressure to house immigrants, criminals, and orphans. Um, and quote unquote, it became a solution for ridding society of its undesirables
0: that's ridiculous. Like, I feel like at that point you can just anybody you don't like, you can just be like, they're mentally ill. They yeah. need to be locked up. Like, I mean, imagine insane. like you
1: having a coworker who you are like, Oh my God, I hate the way that they are talking. Like, yeah. I hate it. Yeah. You know what? I'm a, I'm going gonna get them thrown in the insane asylum.
0: Yeah.
1: Like that's, there's no need for all that. Like you can't have, there is no such thing as a perfect society. It doesn't right. exist. Yeah. So by, trying to create a perfect society like you're just who who would be considered perfect
0: right honestly
1: well in that kind of stuff it just
0: leaves room for people to rebel I guess when you are kept so sheltered and stuff it's like people it's like you've seen Pleasantville yes and it's like everything's black and white but then it's like when they do things that are like quote-unquote like I guess um, rambunctious or whatever things start to go into color Mm -hmm. like that, you know, homegirl there's like that scene where she's like in the tub and she like masturbates or something. And then she comes out and she's like in full color and her husband is like, what the fuck? (laughs) But like, that's the thing is like, if you, I guess, deprive, deprive these people of these things, it's just going to make them want it more.
1: Like you're just creating like this idea of this perfect person and that just doesn't exist every single person has flaws yeah like if yeah. you consider i don't know not washing your hands after you sneeze which you a should flaw, which you should but <laughs> if that's what you consider like a flaw you would get thrown into this insane asylum yeah to be fix it's but it, you're not being there's nothing to there's nothing to fix with anybody you can't fix people i don't yeah, think
0: yeah and the thing is is that you know they focus on these things that like that they think are like bad or whatever but it's like there's much worse things that people could be doing yeah. besides
1: cussing or i guess i shouldn't say you can't fix people you can help people yeah. but at the end of the day people have to want to help themselves and if there's not if these people if there are people who don't see anything wrong with cussing yeah I mean, they're gonna. There's what? What are you gonna do?
0: Yeah, I don't see anything. Wrong I'm just. With I'm very glad that things are different now. Yes, that, that and, and not just so we can cuss, but so people that actually are mentally ill get the help mm-hmm. that they need, or you know, aren't classified in the same category as people that cuss. Like that's just silly, you know, yeah. because it to me like that stuff. It, it just takes away from the real. The real problems, I agree. you know, the real illnesses and stuff that people deal with. Cussing's not it, like, oh. Oh and stuff God, like no. that. Or, like, smoking cigarettes and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's not ideal, but, you, you know.
1: You're not crazy for doing it. Exactly, yeah. Um. So, it was run like a small, self-contained city, and the residents were all expected to do tasks to run the city smoothly, um, hence all the shops. Yeah. In 1913, legislature, mm-hmm. legislator, I don't know how to legislature, say, legislature, yeah, um, created the Commission for the Care of, fee- of the Feeble-minded, which stated that disabled individuals were unfit for who were unfit for citizenship, and a menace to peace. It served to keep disabled people away from the general population for everyone's safety, and for reproducing. So they oh. thought. At this time, they thought that if you belonged in this asylum, you should not be able to co-mingle with general population. Yeah. And you certainly shouldn't be able to reproduce because you would just have babies that were just like you.
0: Yeah. That's fucked. Yes. That's so fucked up.
1: I mean, this was like a whole, like, this was like past. It was like. Well, rather than, you know, people
0: that are disabled, rather than shuffling them off to a place that you don't have to deal with them, why not accommodate them? help them because they're human beings and just because they're in a wheelchair doesn't mean they should be shoved off in some corner somewhere because you don't want to have to fuck with it well
1: and you have to think like like i literally just forgot what i was trying to say
0: i feel like you got really worked up and you were like pissed and then i
1: really did yeah i was like i have this thought and then now it's gone um shoot
0: either way back then they just everything was a and me as a as a gay human being would be just
1: you would be in there
0: yeah oh yeah
1: yeah we would both be in there yeah
0: well because back then it was like if you're gay like you know you I don't want to get into it because it's really gonna piss it's really gonna piss me off but yeah we would be in there for sure and um yeah yeah, we wouldn't because, be. We wouldn't have the freedoms that we do, and
1: because society wouldn't want you to reproduce with someone yeah. and create another gay child, because that's yeah. how it works. More gay babies. Um, so by the 1960s, Penhurst was o- well over max capacity, and in 1968, a reporter did a short series on Penhurst, and this was the first time a lot of people had actually even heard of the place. 68. 68. Okay. A lot of viewers had issues with the series because they saw adults. Or they saw people chained to adult-sized cribs and children in cages. So this wasn't just like a, like it wasn't just for children. It wasn't for it was for like anybody and everybody who they deemed unfit to. Yeah, which is so crazy to me
0: that this was in 1968 because our parents were like, I mean, they were like
1: a lot and old enough to. Well, I maybe mean, I mean, not. They old were enough like to know.
0: early, may potentially early teens, and that's the thing is like. You, when you think of stuff like this, you think of like the twenty, like the nineteen twenties or early nineteen hundreds, or even like late eighteen hundred. You don't think about this stuff being like so, when our parents were young, like not even that long ago. People like to to think it was like a long time ago. I don't know if it makes them feel like, well, we're not like that anymore. And it's like, well, hey, when our parents were little, it still very much so was like this. Yeah.
1: Well, in like. You have to think, too, how does chaining a human being to anything or keeping a human being in a cage, how is that helpful? Because they
0: don't want to have to deal with it. Like, that's the thing. Like, they, they're they like, oh, I don't want to mess with them, so let's just chain them to this bed or chain them to this chair, and then we won't have to mess with them because they can't get into anything or do anything. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it, it's sick. But it what is- did
1: they think? What Like, the society what did society think was going to happen and think this place was going to be like when you hear just what it's for in general clearly
0: something terrible right they thought the fucking apocalypse was gonna happen if these human beings got to live as human beings
1: right like it's it was just it's disgusting if you don't treat human beings like that that's not how you help somebody
0: yeah um i agree
1: so, in part of the show, a doctor explains how he dealt with a violent patient by asking one of his coworkers what drug he could give the patient that would be so painful but wouldn't cause any permanent injury, according to Heavy.com. So, their goal is to inflict pain. Yeah. Not not help them, but hurt, hurt them. Hurt them,
0: yeah.
1: Um In 1979, a class action lawsuit was actually brought against the hospital for being inhumane and and dangerous after a former resident reported intense physical, emotional, and psychological abuse, but this actually took years to conclude in court. They claimed that those in a position of power were hurting the patients and residents and arranging arranging for patients to assault one another. The case led to nine employees getting indicted for for assaulting patients.
0: So they were trying to start their own little fight club. Yeah that's so fucked. So, yeah, and honestly, I feel like people like just didn't say anything and did not come forward because they were like no one's going to believe me. And by the time like we take it to court or whatever, it's like it's what's the point? Like cuz then it doesn't even they don't even get the outcome they desired in the first place mm-hmm. taking it to court and stuff 9 times out of 10 or it's you know, they're the ones suffering the abuse. They take it to court. Then it's put in somebody else's hands to decide what happens because of this abuse that this person, you know, endured. And then it's like, well, how, how, did, what does that have to do with you? Like, I said, the thing is, is like, you're coming forward and, and like, people that are abused or, or whatever come forward and they're like, this happened to me. And then it's like somebody else gets to, dis- to decide like a punishment Mm -hmm. or whatever is going to happen for you. And it's like, why, why should they get to decide what happens because of something that happened to me, you know?
1: No. And I agree entirely. I think it's also like super important to remember here too, that you have people who are normal. Yeah. Not, I guess I shouldn't say normal, not normal, but everyday people. Who are living their lives, how society tells them they should, yeah, they go to the jobs they do their they live a normal life right. Then you have criminals mixed into it right people who are murdering other people mm-hmm. mixed with these people who are just trying to live their everyday lives right Not only that, but you also have children orphans, children in here who yeah. may not have a say and who don't have a say in being an orphan, yeah. And you have all these people mixed together, and it's like, in what world would that be helpful to anybody? Yeah, you're not trying. You're not trying to help anyone. You are just mixing a group of people who. I mean, you have to think that they're, you're, you are putting literal criminals with kids. Yeah. Like,
0: what did you think was going to happen? You know, like, what did you think was going to happen? Right at that point, when well, you're putting people that don't need help because they're just like cussing or smoking or they maybe have a lisp or some kind of a or speech impediment, or they're depressed, or they're depressed, but you're mixing them with people that are legitimately mental ill, mentally ill that have like that actually do need help, mm-hmm. and you're classifying them in the same group, and it's just like one person is in there because they you know, say a word strangely that like you don't like. And then you have somebody that's in there. That's like, yeah, I'm actually like super depressed Mm -hmm. and you were giving them the same kind of treatment. And it's like, that's, that should not be your goal. You should, your goal should be able to help the person that actually is mentally ill and needs help. Yeah. And rather than doing that, you got your hands, you have your hands super full. Now you're over capacity and now no one's getting help. You're just chaining people to beds because you don't want to deal with it. And at this point it's over capacity and you can't deal with it anymore yeah. because you've taken on way too much.
1: I mean, you they set these capacities for a reason. Yeah. Like you cannot safely hold more than like having it first of all, holding more than three thousand people in a building over fourteen hundred acre or fourteen thousand acres. Yeah. Like
0: that was a, That's a lot of people. That is a lot. Of that's people. a lot of people, and that's like
1: fourteen hundred. I'm sorry.
0: Then you gotta have a lot of staff, or food, like food and beds. food, and it just when In what world was that gonna work? Especially when they're just throwing any Joe Schmo in there, because they don't. They're like, ooh, no, mm-mm, she's gotta go in there Yep, she gotta. Oh, go she said one
1: weird thing about being depressed. Put her in there. Yeah,
0: she said she fucking hates her husband. Throw her. in there.
1: <laughs> Throw her in the <laughs> She, she says she wants to smack the shit out of her coworker. Put her in there. Yeah. Um, so in 1987, the asylum was actually closed down. Um. Pinhurst changed the way that the American legal system and society treats individuals with special needs. So I guess some good did come from it.
0: It did, but almost 20 years after people were made aware of yeah, the conditions. Yeah, 20 years of torture. So, in 68, they they air all this shit out, and people are, like, disgusted and outraged, and then 20 years later, something actually was happened. Yes. So, something happened, finally. Good to know. Okay. Yep. Yep, yep, <laughs>
1: um, In 2010, the asylum was partially reopened for a haunted house that you can now visit four different locations on the campus, too. All of I these places go.
0: always end up being haunted. Right? Like, haunted attractions
1: um there are reports of people hearing voices shrieks and murmurs of pain from former residents there are recordings of voices saying go away i'll kill you why'd you come here and i'm scared which if i ever get a fucking evp from anything that says i'll kill you i will never go back mm-hmm. like if it happened in our house i would move it's like in no- a second it's like all
0: right noted i'm not here <laughs> i'm
1: gonna leave so because you've seen like like oh. they can like bad spirits can do some like
0: horrible things. Oh yeah, the energy yeah, oh yeah. I, they can. They they can they can affect you your mental health. They can they can literally like put some fucking bad energy in your yeah. life and fuck you up. So, okay, it's it's haunted now obviously, that's what we're getting at. Because a lot of people died. Okay, did you Get like a number of how many people died? I like did, how they died, any specifics?
1: I could not okay. find anything. Um Well, I'm sure
0: a lot of the deaths went unreported. And
1: honestly, like I did like I looked at like a couple different websites and it was all focused on like a lot of them are focused on the building itself. Right. So it's unfortunate because you wanna know about the inmates and or not the inmates, that's horrible. The um the
0: patients. The patients. And I feel like a lot, what's sad, what it breaks my heart about a lot of these places was that a lot of the deaths went unreported. Yes. A lot of the deaths, like a lot of the people were buried in like unmarked graves.
1: And they, it, it, a lot of them were from the conditions of living.
0: Yeah. It was just because they didn't, probably didn't have enough food. They were over capacity mm-hmm. and people were strapped to beds and were... Tortured. Ha- yeah. Tortured, tortured. Or left to starve or suffered injuries that they just never recovered mm-hmm. from and yeah oh yeah these places are hotbeds of of activity. paranormal activity from just just the negative energy of all that pain and suffering yeah that happened there
1: yeah i should see if i can I'd, love oh, I'd love to go me too i'd love to go
0: we have a lot i mean god we have a whole list I know. that we're
1: like oh, we need gotta to go as soon as we get vaccinated yeah we're going
0: oh yeah
1: um they also, there is documentation of shadows appearing and disappearing, apparitions that look like children or hunched over presents, presences, mm-hmm. prison size, prison size, <laughs> it's probably prison, it's probably prison size, yeah. it's probably prison size, probably um, apparitions of nurses, objects being moved and people getting touched, ghost adventures and ghost hunters went there, uh, ghost adventures actually captured slamming doors, footsteps, female voices, screams, hissings, hissing? Hissing, z- z- <laughs> hissing and doors opening they captured evps that said the girl did it go away hello and what are you doing and they've even had rocks thrown at them so i think this is a perfect place for us to go to
0: yeah that sounds
1: not the two of us like we need like a our the our whole group. podcast yeah. crew Which because we like, were, were able put to in
0: front oh absolutely because he's we a little he's terrified so <laughs> Yeah, sadly, before COVID ruined the whole world, um, Blake is really upset about a car that just drove by our house. Um, Before COVID just came in and was like, uh, fuck fuck all of your lives and normalcy, we were only able as a group to go to Mansfield, which we personally, none of us had any. um, We went during the day, first of all.
1: Well, okay, that's not true. You sat in a chair and now you have knee problems.
0: Yeah, well, I'm just old. I'm just an old man.
1: Internally ninety. But the thing
0: yeah. The thing is is that we went during the day, we went on a self-guided tour, and um we we didn't have any experiences, but that doesn't mean we could we couldn't if we went back. Yeah. But but what I was getting at was that was the only place we were able to go to before like as a group before COVID came yeah. in and, and fucked everything up. So hopefully, like you said, once a majority of of the u.s is vaccinated and we're able to safely go places hopefully we'll be able to visit places like this
1: yes i want to go here i think it's only like six or seven hours away from here day trip
0: yeah that's not bad and and the goal is and i think we've talked about this on past episodes before the goal is to start to to get this podcast up and running um also as a successful, like, YouTube page, yes. potentially, in the future. And to record these road trips that we go on mm-hmm. and experiences. And um, to give you guys more, like, behind the scenes of, like, setting up and rec- actually, like, you can watch us actually, like, record the episodes. See how stupid we look.
1: Um, <laughs> Which, trying to figure this out by myself, by, yeah, like, just the two of us. Yeah. It was Logan?
0: Not, yeah. Logan is, like, our sound guy, for sure. And we go 100%. to him with... So, yeah, so hopefully when we're all able to, like, safely be together and we can take the take the show on the road, <laughs> I guess. Um, Literally. Yeah. Was there anything else you want to add about your place? I no, I do want to figure out
1: how many um, people died there. So I will do that in the next episode, I'll tell you. Sure, yeah.
0: Okay, you want me to get into mine? I do kind
1: of want you to get into yours. I forget what yours is, too.
0: Mine? Um, so... I think it was
1: uh, Ghost Adventures, I think, went
0: here too. Yeah, Ghost Adventures went here. Ghost Hunters also went here. And Which um, Ghost
1: Adventures is the superior show. Right. Let's be real. And
0: what inspired me to do it was uh, Destination Fear. They're also on Travel Channel. Mm-hmm. That show is amazing. Basically, basically what they do is it's four people and they're like 20s, four millennials. Um, they get in a... Uh, they're in like a um, RV. RV and they're driving around the US and um, they pick, they each pick an up, they each pick a location. They don't know where they're going. Like only the one person that picked it knows until like the night before they get there. And then they're like, by the way, this is where we're going. Mm-hmm. And then they go in and they sleep in there overnight Well, they try to sleep. They separate and they all try and sleep. It in there amazes overnight. me it's that insane. some of them do sleep yeah like, oh, oh yeah
1: some of the ones they actually sleep and they sleep, "I could yeah. never
0: but they've had some insane oh that show is great to them it's it's really really good so what inspired me wasn't actually ghost adventures for once even though they did go here and i'm sure i've watched the episode it was that episode of destination mm-hmm. fear which came out right before christmas time obviously it was in december which is when i did this research but It's uh, the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, is what I did. Um, So it was constructed between 1858 and 1881 uh, by Thomas Story Kirkbride. He was a doctor and crusader for the mentally ill who founded um, what would in time become the American Psychiatric Association. Okay. So shaky as the science was behind some of Kirkbride's medical ideas, It undeniably led to a more humane and all-around more effective plan of treatment for the residents of his asylums than any other practice of the era. So, out of all of them, I guess his was the most humane.
1: Okay. Which is sad because i'm sure it was not was it
0: well we will get
1: look at there <laughs> okay he emphasized the importance of light
0: and fresh air suggesting that asylums be built as long halls with 12 foot ceilings plenty of windows and ventilation that allowed for cross breezes was
1: this the one where um they had what was it they had their like beds on the balcony or something um, or they had them like in like there, there was like a hallway, but they didn't have like screens on any of the windows and they would roll their beds out and get them air. Um, uh, maybe. Or am like, I thinking of a different one?
0: No, that does sound right. I can't, like I said, this was like months ago. I can't fully remember exactly. That's okay. The building is beautiful though. Is it? Yeah. It's a gorgeous building. And that was like the thing. Thing back then was that they so were like fresh air you, you need for like everything oh god yeah like even tuberculosis they were like she just needs some fresh air just, <laughs> just open her window just like
1: roll her outside yeah
0: so he really emphasized on that kind of stuff and he also emphasized on their freedom so mental patients he felt should be allowed to roam as much as possible and find stimulation for their minds um, he said that they would behave better, not worse, if given more control over their own lives.
1: Which, I mean, I don't, I don't d- yeah. disagree with that. I think so far it sounds valid. Yeah. It sounds better than mine.
0: And it sounds like he has more of an idea on. He has more of a. These are human fucking beings. Mm-hmm. Let's treat them as such. Let's give them fucking. They're not prisoners.
1: That's Even if they thing. were prisoners, like, though, like yeah. you, you can't treat people. The way that some of these asylums treated people, they it's Back horrible. then, they
0: literally treated them like a burden, like they were prisoners, like, and and they're not. They're humans that just need help. Yeah, exactly.
1: But it's literally your job yeah, to your take job. care of it's these people. It's your job.
0: Like, you're a nurse, you're a doctor. But this is literally supposed to be what you're passionate about, what you want to spend your yes, life doing.
1: What you're patient about. Yeah.
0: So anyway, his ideas inspired the construction of 73 Kirkbride hospitals across the country in the second half of the 19th century, including Trans-Allegheny. But Good Intentions eventually turned into a terrifying reality. Originally designed, and same thing that happened with your place, originally designed to only house 250 patients, which is around about how it should be. Not 3,000 like your place. This um, was originally only housed or only designed to house 250 patients. Um, but by 1881, due to an increase in mental health diagnosis and the stigma surrounding the disease, Trans Allegheny found its tranquil facilities overrun, housing almost 500 more patients than they should have been housing.
1: Which 500 is a lot. Oh yeah, that's a lot.
0: Yeah, 500 more. On top yeah. of the 250 that they already were, like that's
1: that would enough. be what three times the yes. people in one room.
0: Yeah, so they couldn't keep up. Surprise, surprise. Oh, imagine that conditions began to decline dramatically. Patients were crammed together with sometimes four or five to a room that were only intended to house one person. Sounds about right. Uh, Farm and dairy on the compound, originally designed to provide for 300, were unable to meet the increased demand that came with overcrowding. Patients began to suffer from malnutrition, which only exacerbated their mental health issues. By 1938, Trans-Allegheny was six times over capacity. The patients inside were running wild and orderlies outnumbered, struggled to regain control. At its peak in the 1950s, the hospital was holding 2,600 patients, more than 10 times the number it was intended to house. So we literally jumped from 250 to 2,600 people.
1: Jeez, how can they keep getting that many people in there?
0: Because just like how you were saying they were like this person, they were like, it was like everybody was like marked as mentally ill because they were doing things that were unsavory to a uh, perfect lifestyle. I guess
1: here's my thought. And this could just be because like, I have like had help with mental health before. Yeah. But one of the biggest things, like one of the very first things that a therapist will talk to you about is like, are you getting a regular amount of sleep? your eight hours as an adult your nutrition is a huge factor and I can even tell now like if I'm tired or I haven't eaten like healthy food I my like anxiety goes from like zero to 100 like Mm -hmm. it's horrible and you can tell a difference like knowing that that's what the things you have to look for like or one of the things you have to look for I guess like you can really tell so Mm -hmm. I think Having it be where you have two thousand patients in a two hundred and fifty capacity building, they're not getting healthy food. There's no, no. way they're getting enough sleep I mean, if people are running around. Their like,
0: food and dairy was only intended to provide for three hundred people.
1: Yeah, they're like they're they're
0: not getting what they need, definitely.
1: They're getting like the cheapest food. Yeah. Essentially.
0: Yeah. Or not at all. Yeah. Okay, so the overcrowding resulted in an overworked staff and a decreased emphasis on sanitation. The once bright, clear windows were now covered with grime, darkening and further chilling the rooms. The wallpaper was peeling from decay. And where it hadn't disintegrated on its own, the patients had torn it off in a panic. Patients were sleeping on the floor and in freezing rooms due to a lack of furniture and heat. Worse still were the patients themselves. Those... Whom the orderlies deemed unable to control had been locked in cages and open spaces in an attempt to make more bedroom space available for less worry, worrisome inhabitants. The asylum had also become a training ground for experimental lobotomies <gasps> as Walter Freeman, the famous surgeon and lobotomy advocate,
1: opened up shop. In, I forgot that this is where they started lobotomies. Yeah,
0: so in the course of his lifetime, uh, Walter Freeman performed some four thousand lobotomies, leaving sometimes perfectly healthy patients with lasting physical and cognitive damage. His ice pick method, which I don't know if you've ever,
1: I watched um, seen it. Ratchet, but it's
0: fucking terrible. <laughs> It involves slipping a thin pointed rod like an ice pick into the patient's eye socket and using a hammer mm-hmm. to force it to sever the connective tissue in the brain's prefrontal cortex, resulting in a number of deaths.
1: Um, fun fact, Ratchet. I watched it. I don't think you ever watched it. No. Sarah um, Paulson, right? Yes. Netflix. That is in an in insane asylum. Yeah. And they do lobotomy. It's like it's supposed to be a reenactment ice of pick him. He does right? the the main doctor does the lobotomies, and then he starts the ice pick method. And that might be a spoiler. I won't go there okay. to the people listening. But it's I, that's how I know what the ice pick method is. Is from it's, that show. It's really
0: fucked up. It's gross. Um. So yeah. Uh. Over the 130 years that the facility was open, um. Over two or twenty thousand people died. The asylum has had apparition sightings, unexplainable voices and sounds, and other paranormal activity reported in the past by guests, staff, sci-fi's ghost hunters, and the Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures. A few ghosts that are known to the staff um, include Lily, a playful child believed to have spent her entire life at the hospital. Which imagine that, That's like imagine fun. growing up in that environment. She's known for her laughter and interest in playing games and some reports of balls rolling on their own near her room suggest that she is still very much an active part of the asylum. Um, Dean, the patient who met his unfortunate demise at the wrong end of, the be- of a bed frame, has been known to spend time in the room where he died. So his story is actually really heartbreaking. Um, basically, what happened was he was sharing a room with like two or three other patients mm-hmm. And they would, like, bully him.
1: Oh, no. And,
0: yeah, they were really cruel to him. And I'm pretty sure what happened was they ended up putting him on the floor. (gasps) And they put the bed frame, like, on his head.
1: Oh, my God. Like, the leg of the bed frame. Oh, my God.
0: And then they got on the bed and they jumped.
1: That's horrible. Yeah. That's a cruel way to go. Yes.
0: Yeah. That one, that, like, really reading about that really fucked me up
1: oh my god i could not imagine that's that is that's bad
0: yeah that one was really bad so he his um spirit is said to still be there where in the room where where he died
1: i mean yeah i mean i could imagine yeah
0: so i don't they do so they i don't know if they have like a like a haunted attraction like as in like a like haunted Haunted house but they do tours mm-hmm. like mansfield does um and they do um like you can do guided tours you can do like uh, ghost hunts which you have to like reserve but you, br- you can bring a camera your emf detector your digital recorder stuff like that you can do private ghost hunts which you can do. You can have up to like ten people in there. That'd be a fun like birthday thing to do. Yeah, Just to resort like reserve like a, um, night? like a private ghost hunt oh my god. with your friends. That would be really fun. Imagine
1: staying the night. I don't.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, let's see. Yeah, you would go in for the private ghost hunt. So you go in at 9 p.m. and you don't. You're not released until 5 a.m. Oh god. So yeah, it's overnight. A lot of these are overnight, I'm pretty sure, which that was our thing with like Mansfield was that we were only going during the day. I would yeah. love to do one because the night tours were always like booked.
1: Yes. They're, like, we they're were, very, they were very hard to get like yeah. pre-COVID.
0: We were never able to get in, into one of those. Um, and then they do flashlight tours too, which is like a 30-minute um, half historic, half paranormal tour. Only for 30 know. minutes? Only for 30 minutes, which does not seem to be that. Long doesn't enough. feel
1: like it's worth it. I feel like it should it's be. It's only like... 10
0: bucks though. 10 bucks per person. Oh, okay. Then for that's, that. that's not so bad. So you're really
1: good. You get what you pay
0: for. But then you can do the one that's it's $40 per person and you're there. You can be there for two hours and it's guided and they take you through um, like in groups and tell you like the history. See,
1: I feel like things happen at, are more inclined to happen at night than they are during the day. And I feel like that's yeah. the problem with when we went to Mansfield was that it just, it was like at a like you said, it was at like 11 o'clock in the morning. Like it wasn't. Like, like we were sleeping.
0: Like yeah. I was like, man, I'm tired. Cause it's a drive. It's a drive. It's like two hours from where we live. Mm-hmm. Like it's not right up the road. And um, it was during the day it was during the day and it was we were self-guided i feel like uh um, we like didn't so we didn't know like the spots to go to we were mm-hmm. just kind of free roaming around which i as a photographer i loved being able to freely yeah. take pictures of everything and have the freedom to like get in the cells and stuff like that but i feel like also maybe going at night and doing like a group thing um which we knew somebody that went and did a night tour there. She got her hair pulled. And she got her hair pulled and she said that they were able to like, like they, they kind of like took them around and told them the history. Mm-hmm. But then you were kind of like able to break up and do your own thing by the end of the night. Which
1: that's what I want to do. Yeah.
0: And you can like, you could, I feel like you would be more likely to have an occurrence or like a experience um, like b- after breaking off yes. with people. Groups, I feel like that's like a hotbed of energy that the spirits can like mm. feed off of to use. Well, you have
1: a lot of people who are, who are like high Afraid. anxiety, yeah. like scared anyway. Cause it's yeah. like dark and, and your, they all your, your senses are heightened. And so it yeah. like, yeah, they feed off of the group. Exactly.
0: But then I, so I feel like it would be good to start as a group and then those, spirits can kind of like beef themselves up with all that energy and then you can kind of separate. And I feel like you're more likely to have something happen after you separate. Yeah, for sure. But both of these places definitely. So hold on, let me see. I don't even know if I ever, if I said where West Virginia, I think is where, okay, let me see. Let me see. Yeah. It's um, trans Allegheny is located uh in north central west virginia so again like a couple hours like a day trip
1: okay that's it'd be really
0: cool it'd be really cool to go
1: i'm trying to find out how many people died on mine
0: which oh my god west virginia we've got mothman we've got trans allegheny we have flatwoods monster what is not in west virginia right so pretty it's so pretty there too and not very far. It's like on it's like on Ohio's butt cheek.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, actually, wait, this says that a board of trustees requested for a second campus to be built for twelve hundred female inmates.
0: Good. I'm glad the ladies got their own little they didn't separate. Know.
1: I don't think they did. Oh, okay. Oh wait, hold know. on. The female campus. Oh, it did open. The female campus at Pennhurst opens three of its eventual five buildings in 1930. See, like, a lot of these websites that I looked at just leave. They pick and choose what they say. Oh, yeah.
0: They want to get to the nitty-gritty, but they don't want to talk about the other. Right. The other details.
1: Um, both.
0: It, it, it breaks my heart for these people in both of our locations that were, I guess, Especially for the ones that, like, legitimately, like, really needed help. They needed help. Yes. And they went and were badly mistreated and didn't get the help that they needed. No. And, you know, it, I'm I'm really glad that people nowadays talk more about mental health and, yes. and you know, depression and... And not that that's the only like mental problem, but you know, like a lot of, a lot of mental health issues are more widely discussed now. And I feel like we have a little bit of a better grasp on, on how to take care and treat mm-hmm. some of it. And
1: and it's not so like, you know, before it was, I know, I know like depression, anxiety are not the only mental health problems, but like you know, if someone was like, I'm depressed, people would be like, oh, we're, let's not talk about it. Like we don't, yeah. we, you don't talk about that. It's, like, and yeah. now it's like, you know, it's more common to talk about stuff and to be like, I have no shame in the fact that I have depression and anxiety. Right. It's part of who I am. Yeah. And I'm not going to let somebody tell me that it, it makes them uncomfortable. Like if it makes, imagine how I feel having it. Like, I'm sure it does make you uncomfortable, but like, I don't really care.
0: It's easy to say, I don't suffer. So, you know, and that's the thing is that people feel like in order to understand or in order to be there for you, they have to have experienced it themselves. Like, Mm -hmm. but it's okay to be like, I haven't been there personally, but I want to understand what it feels like, what, you know, you go through. Yeah. And, i want to help in whatever way i can like and that's that's what's so important is that sometimes all it takes is for someone to be like i I, tell me what you're going through to just listen and to be a friend and to be a human with any of this any any mental illness or any issue that you have like sometimes all it takes is just somebody just being there for you yeah like genuinely just being a, another human being. And, and it does break my heart that these places started out like trans Allegheny started out with really good intentions. Yeah. And it really seemed like, um, you know, that uh, Dr. Kirk had a, a good grasp on what these people needed, which was freedom to be themselves. And, um, you know, like, i guess i don't know stimulation of their minds so like i'm sure they had jobs and stuff like that but he was like they're humans and they need to be treated as such like they're not prisoners they should be able to walk about yeah you know the building and and have fresh air and sunlight and have jobs and be normal people because that's what they are they still are normal people um and it seemed like he had really good intentions and it seemed like this was going to be a good, like a positive thing. And then obviously it just got overrun. Yeah. And it, and it what was supposed to be something that was very positive and good ended up being very negative and bad. Yeah. And it seems like your place was the same yes. type situation. Yes.
1: I didn't see, um, there's like a BuzzFeed article, which I love BuzzFeed. Yeah. Um, that actually talks like a lot more about it and it has like the different um like some of the different cases that went like of people that went against the hospital like uh court cases oh on here, gotcha which okay. is kind of cool Yeah. so i will uh definitely put that in there but again i cannot find anything that says how many people died like a
0: specific number well what's sad is that they're just ballparking a lot of these things the number isn't even accurate because like i said a lot of the deaths go unreported
1: which that's horrible. It's terrible. And terrible. It's, it's, it's no terrible. wonder it's truly really no wonder why these places are so haunted.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: yeah, you these human beings one were mistreated when they were there and yeah. two got put to rest horribly. A lot of them yeah. from the trauma that they've taken from the places that they're yeah. at.
0: And there's what's sad is that the ones that have gone unreported, their stories will never be told. And their voices will never be heard, and they have that unfinished business that's keeping them tied here. Mm-hmm. And they're they're like restless spirits. That's what that means. They have unfinished business. They did not get justice. Yeah, and they're stuck here because what they need to happen to be able to move on isn't isn't going to happen for them. Yeah, uh, these these people that were that died and it was not reported, and I'm sure there was. A major- I mean a lot of deaths I'm sure were unreported are never going to get like that closure that no. ju- so their spirits are always going to linger they're always going to be here
1: don't places like these have um, like death senses is that what it, I don't uh, I don't think I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for Um, where no, you have to like right. write yeah uh, like who died, how they died, on the day they died, and it yeah. keeps it's like a log, and it keeps track of everyone that died yes. in there. Yeah, I can imagine that at some point you have so many people dying at a time you would lose track of yeah. all the people that, which is horrible absolutely. to say, but I'm sure that that's kind of I think what that happened. I, oh,
0: absolutely, yeah. And ghost adventures, like they've they've talked about that a lot, and they've gone to a lot of places that have like a death ledger where death like, ledger, yeah, where it's like, like cool. you know, oh, this you know so-and-so died of, like, suicide or um, strangulation or whatever. Malnutrition. Yeah, like, whatever the circumstances that led to their deaths, a lot of them, because, I mean, they have to be reported. These are human beings. Yeah. But I think, you know, for the ones that were um, killed and terrible, that could have got the place in trouble or could have gotten the workers in trouble went unreported. Yes. And un- undocumented and it's sad because like I said these spirits will never have justice no. for what happened to them their stories unfortunately will stay with the people that are either to blame or mm-hmm. you know they just they don't their their stories are not going to be told and it's it's sad
1: it's sad it is sad and
0: that's it's what leads to these places being as as haunted as they are
1: yeah you know um okay so
0: I don't I don't know what our next episode is gonna look like.
1: I have an idea. Okay. But it's something that we've never done before. I hit my mic. I just That's got okay. really excited. That's all right. Um, it's something that we never we've never done before and I will tell you when we're not recording. Because okay. I kinda want it to be a surprise because if you don't like the idea, we obviously don't have to do it. But like Yeah. I think it might be cool.
0: Okay. I'm down. I, I mean I'm down cool. I am down for anything to be you know me. I will literally it's, like
1: it's kind of it's different from what we're used to doing like we have not it's okay. not unknown that's okay different can be good So, okay.
0: good I'm okay yeah I'm I have an kind idea. of excited now so um, it'll probably just be me and Jules again yeah. maybe um, which I hope I hope is okay with you guys for at least a little while like we said Chris and Logan are still very very much so part of things yes. um, we don't want you guys to think that it's just me and Jules now because they still they still are very much a part yes. of this group.
1: And it is, it's different without them.
0: It is. It's not the same. It's lonely. There's no Logan to pick at. I know. Um,
1: I can't pick at you. <laughs> right.
0: So, yeah, they will be back. Um, I don't know how many episodes are just going to be just us, but hopefully they will be. They will be here soon. Um, God, we're dysfunctional. So, Sorry
1: about being a little rusty, too. Um, it's been it's it's, been a while. It's been a
0: while. Next week will be
1: better. Yeah.
0: So um, we'll be back with regular weekly episodes. And um, it's going to be a surprise next week. Yeah. It's going to be a surprise. So thanks for if you... Are someone that's listened from the beginning. Thank you for being patient through all the breaks we've taken. Yes. Um, And thank you for sticking with us and for listening, even when it's just me and Jules. Yes. Um, We really appreciate you guys. And as always, follow us on our social medias at Unknown Podcast on Twitter and then Podcast from the Unknown on Instagram. And again, like we always say if Jules and I fucked up any kind of information or oh if we God, yeah. left anything out or, you know, we're pronouncing things wrong or got dates wrong, feel free to correct us and, you know, rip us to fucking shreds. Yeah, we I'm deserve it. That. <laughs> Um that. But as always, thank you guys. Um, hit us up on our social medias mm-hmm. and um, thank you. Thank you. Bye.
1: Bye.